Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about why the heck are house prices not tumbling since this COVID thing started. Yeah, yeah, come on, I was waiting for this. I was, I've got money in the bank. It's, I'm ready for it. I, I mean, I know other investors are standing around. What is the deal, Stephen? The federal government. Well, you know what? It's coming. Okay. And it's going to be a waterfall, and I'll explain why. Okay. Before we get into it, though, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Yeah, and for the record, we both wrote down. This is one of those times that we like. It's like we both do a ta- We write down our notes, and we don't share them. We cover them. But let's see your answer and see my answer. So it'll be fun to see how close it's we like are. The stock topic. market tumbled. It crashed. Hundreds of billions of dollars of wealth was created because of that. So, what about housing? Exactly. Nothing happened. Not it's yet. Com- it's coming. Palani wrote, my partner and I have been in the business for some time now. Currently, we split everything down the middle, including the cost and the profits. When it comes to Millie the counties, we also split the list down the middle so that if we do happen to branch off and go solo, it's totally equal. One of the things I can't figure out is his mailers get a much higher response rate than mine not only from not only rejected and accepted offers, but from phone and mail back contracts. Our mail letters are practically identical with the exception of our own info. Name, phone, address, business name. Has anyone ever seen this before? Or does anyone have any uh, insights as to what could be the issues? Any suggestions? It's seriously driving me nuts. By the way, I've done some split testing on my own letters, but not enough data has come back yet. Thanks in advance. First of all, this is like PhD level stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe master's degree. Split testing is maybe the greatest thing ever. Right. Split testing is how you learn and hone in on what works, what doesn't work, what works slightly, ever so slightly better versus uh, not, and then go do that more, and you know, and on and on and on until you, you've you know, until you've really, really perfected what you're doing. So, kudos. I think it's great. We split test stuff all the time. We split test, you know, in social media 101 and advertising online and all that is rooted in split testing. You take this audience, you take this audience, uh, audience X, audience Y, send them the identical message, uh, statistically reach them identically and see who responds better and then focus on that audience that responds better. So what's the problem here? There isn't one. You're way ahead of of, of everybody else uh, who doesn't split test their their uh, mailers. Why don't people split test then, Steve? Why? Here's why. And everybody's this 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 is what makes. <laughs> this is another one of those days that I'm like, why am I even here? By the way, I'm just am I just eye candy? <laughs> that you are. Thank you. I'm like I'm here. I'm the van of white again. I will pose the question, <laughs> and then we'll go quietly stand. Well, I'll go just ahead. quietly pose over here. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I kinda like you that keep show. talking, and I'm just gonna pose. You know, if you're listening to this, not watching it, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change the poses. Go ahead, jump in. No, here. it's okay. I'm posing. Go ahead. <laughs> Split testing out. is is a a great great thing to do and so uh, but I will tell you this something it's always pricing so what's not identical I can almost guarantee what's not identical is the areas in which you guys are both 
uh, sending mail. So if you've got, I'm gonna just use a full-blown weirdo example. If you've got two statistically alike counties in the state of Virginia, I'm just pulling that out of a hat. Same number of people, same pricing, same everything. Is statistically similar as they look, they are not. And something's there's some variable in there that you have overlooked. It could be a plant just closed. Uh, it could be there's all kinds of stuff that goes on, but that's what sm- split testing is designed to smoke out without having you parachute in there and talk to people and figure it out. So why fight it? Maybe in this partnership that you guys have, you have him do the mail and you do some other stuff. I don't know. Go ahead. No, I'm just curious though too. Like, um, he said it's practic exception of our own info. So wait, wait, scroll up. I don't want to pick on Polani, but I don't know. Is there even something interesting there? Because we have found um, that using local uh, information makes a difference. Local phone numbers. Yeah, you know, so it could be something that he's doing. Because as you said, name, phone, address, business name. Not picking on you, Paylani, but let me just, it could be something as you're mailing a a real rural older town community and they see a name like Paylani, Paylani, and it's really long, they can't pronounce it. Let's just say, I don't know. But it could be something just simple like that. Well, in that along those and lines, I, go and ahead. And I don't want you to change who you are, but I, I don't know. It's just an idea. And his name is Bob Smith. And they know 18 Bob Smiths. I, maybe they just like, I, I don't know. In a little town in, you know, uh, rural Georgia. And, you know, they see that name. Maybe it's a name like Opie. Or something. Not kidding. I'm dealing with an attorney whose first name is Opie. And I'm like, I haven't heard that name in a while. And I didn't know that name was, you know, still around. But and maybe we'll have a loving response to the name Opie. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we just recently started doing mail with local phone numbers. So we're sending mail out to, let's say, Ohio with an Ohio phone number. Mm-hmm. That's forwards to our all, all of our old phone numbers. And we buy the phone number, so we own it forever. Uh, we have also realized, too, through split testing, that Jill... Uh, because she's a female, gets a much better response than uh, a male does mm-hmm. in a like kind split test. So we do split tests too, and but we don't fight, we don't argue about it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care what the reason is. If it's she gets a better response, great. Mm-hmm. Do there's it. just some. I would. Yeah. You, know, you can't argue Keep with Keep doing it and, and figure. It. And there's a there's obviously a little something. We live in this world right now, where people demand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vent a little. Uh-oh. We live in the world right now <laughs> where people demand to be accepted for who they are. So think about that for a second. You know, if I, if you, if I just came on th- uh, this show and the other shows that we have or the webinars that we do, and every time I'm in front of a camera, I'm exactly the same person I am. The first half hour that I wake up in the morning that Jill sees, that Jill, the person that Jill knows is not this person right now. Nope. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> So this, and you, and you know, it just wouldn't work. I'm people don't kidding. want that. No, no, I said, it, look, people don't want that. Yeah. When you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So you have to play to your audience uh, and give them what they want within reason. You know, so I don't, this, there's a, a cultural thing that's going on right now about being accepted for exactly who you are. And if you talk to anybody, I don't, any actor, 
anybody like Oprah Winfrey, I'm telling you, the person that you see on a screen, that's not that person. So just think about that. <laughs> what is that? Posing. <laughs> Look, man, we're here to make money. We're here to get a great mail response, flip some property, talk on the phone to people and get, tell them what they want to hear within reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't do that by by jamming your agenda, whatever it is, down someone's throat. Right. Split testing's great. Today's topic, why are house prices not tumbling due to the COVID? This is the meat of the show. I bet there are two reasons are very similar. I have two. You go first. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I just spewed my stuff all over, all over the you microphone. Wanna, why don't you pose for a few minutes? <laughs> I will not Vanna White this. I bet most people don't even know who that is. That's good. All right. So here's what I think. I, I quickly jotted down two. I'm sure there are several more. But I have two. One is, A, I think there are plenty of federal programs that are delaying the inevitable. What kind of programs, Jill? Programs like you don't have to pay your rent right now, and you don't have to do this right now. Oh, you now. mean the government is uh, interrupting pure supply and demand? Pretty much. <laughs> you and you won't. This won't. You won't get a credit ding, and this won't affect uh, this situation. And we're not going to foreclose on you for X amount of days. So there's. I just. Just. I'm just talking big picture. We don't need to get into details. She you know what I'm saying? She mean. And I. We do have the same stuff. Uh, okay. She means forbearance program, and and the the termination or the disallowance by the federal government for banks, mortgage companies to foreclose right. because of the this COVID, this hardship thing. Mm-hmm. Pre- unprecedented in, in the history of this country. Have, has anyone said at, to a bank, has any yeah. government entity has said to a bank, hey, we know that your customers are not paying and I, we're, we're, we're not asking you. Yeah, we're telling you, you can't, you can't call foreclose on this. Like, you, wow. What what they're doing is is building a house of cards, uh-huh. in a pretty dramatic way. Now, my second reason um, is that some markets, again based on history, there are some markets that just aren't hit as hard. And like I was on a webinar last week about this, and we talked about you know the places that are not the companies and the environments that are doing okay and some very well like industrial and tech. So when you have some of those areas around there, those people are, you just, they're not losing their jobs. Right. You know, they're not closing up shops. They're not retail. They're not a mall. They're not like, I can't I hate to think what's going to happen with Mall of Americas and all that real estate around there. It's going right. to be really, I mean, right. whew, I, I feel bad. So we had the exact same two points. And okay. I can't recall when we both had the exact same two points. Like without, we don't ever share this stuff before the show just to see where we're coming from. So 30, here's some stats, 30%, approximately 30% of the people, so this is June 18 now. In the early days of June 2020, 30%, uh, approximately 30% of the people who had mortgages either, either didn't pay or partially paid. So that, that's a, a, a mudslide, landslide, horrific statistic. Usually it's like 6%, four to, two to 6%. Uh, and then, and then the banks in normal times are allowed to do something about that two to six percent, where there's negative repercussions for your actions, whether it's credit score, or um, you know, glue your house. So to throw on top of that, yeah. this new concept uh, called forbearance, where 
if you do pick up the phone and tell your bank, I'm not going to pay, they say, okay, great. You know, we're not happy about it. You're not happy about it. The rule says you have uh, 30 to 90 days to not pay. We're going to tack it on the back of your loan for you. And that's fine. Oh, by the way, we're going to charge the interest all the way between now and the next 30 years on, on that new principle. So it's, uh, we're, we're staving off the wolves here. The wolves are at the door. So what's going to happen? Why, that's why it's not tumbling. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the stats, these last two or three months have been the single lowest months in foreclosure rates ever because they're not allowed to foreclose. Banks mm-hmm. are not allowed. So it, let's just say for academic exercise, you stop paying in March. Then you have three, uh, 90 days of forbearance and 90 days till foreclose. If that's an, if if the bank they're going to allow the banks, mm-hmm. uh, so you have six months to a year before the real waterfall of foreclosures and and uh, the the decay of price house pricing uh, house pricing goes down pretty dramatically. Then to top on, uh, throw on top of that, we have the lowest mortgage rates ever right now. So and and the highest demand because of population growth ever. So there's this propped up concept of affordable housing that we that that term has been pushed down our throats for a year right and i don't believe most of it's true i don't i believe that there are there is affordable housing it's just not where people want to live really yeah. think about that there's a ton of affordable oh, housing yeah, there is. you buy a, a house for 20 a nice house for twenty thousand dollars in southern illinois you just don't want to live there right. you want to live by the beach or whatever right so or where your family it's coming. is, or where your doctor is, or your dry cleaning is, whatever it is. You can't stop foreclosure and, and allow people to not pay for months and months and months without some huge negative repercussion. This is an election year, and I think after this election is over, however it goes, I, I don't care actually how it goes, the next person that's going to deal with it is going to pull out those stops. Yeah. So it's coming. I guess that's a big thing. So what are we doing about it? I. I what, are you asking me? Yes. We I'm sitting share? here with a little smirk on my face saying, I know this is going to come. I'm talking to investors. I'm honing up my how I look at data to find out where these places are. Because Jill's absolutely right. You know, the neighborhood that we live in isn't going to be affected by this. Not maybe 2% or something like that from a price erosion. But there's neighborhoods in every single MSA where that are going to be dramatically affected based on demographic. And it, you know, and one of the other things that's different about this recession more than any of the ones that I've ever seen or been involved in is that the people that who are infected, uh, infected, the people that's Freudian, the people who are affected <laughs> economically. <laughs> wow. The people who are affected economically are uh, a, in one to one ratio with business closings. What businesses are still closed? Right. Restaurants. Yeah. Retail. Retail. Hair salons, retail. Nail. I don't have nails here. There's a lot of personal things you can't do. Those people typically don't live in homes. They have apartments they They, run. Yes. So there's that component that we don't know exactly how that's going to play out yet. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Happy you could join us today. The House Academy, or um, excuse me, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're over on the Land Academy Show, get to know your script. And here <laughs> on the House Academy Show, we are here Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Life Restarts When You Leave. What the heck is he talking about now? You are not alone in your real estate ambition.
That sounds like a divorce situation. It is. <gasps> oh, well, let's not talk about it now. I'm going to write down my own <laughs> notes for tomorrow when we sit and I want talk about this. Here for you uh, and all the listeners. This sounds pretty drastic. Think about. Is this, this is scary. I this, just want you to think about right. this and we'll talk, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Think about every time you've you've either been forced to leave something or left on your own because you just didn't want to be there anymore. Whether it's a social relationship, high school, college, maybe a job situation. Uh, you know, there's you either leave on because you want to or you, you're asked to leave. And, and then think about the <laughs> next year of your life. Did your life get better? It's kind of funny. <laughs> I like to think about that. I want to spend some time on that Did one. your life get better after Why that? Why were you asked worse? to leave? <laughs> Let's you know analyze. Gonna, you Let's know analyze gonna, that. Jill has a little anecdotal uh, thing that she talks about about uh, leasing out library books in the back of the class, and then she, how she was asked to not do that anymore. Oh yeah, that's good. It's that's a good true. story. Okay. We can start with that tomorrow. Okay, good. That's. Funny. I think you were asked to leave for the, because of that. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> the House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We're Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.